probable that maybe you found you found yourself in the characteristics of the of some floors but when it comes to psychological need and the way you behave under stress you might find yourself in in a different personality type and that is absolutely normal yeah because this is the face personality type Hello, welcome the back way. it's week three of the psychology and neuroscience for communication and stress management with magda and i'm very excited like you know about this part and i mentioned in previous episodes i can't wait to attend some of the trainings actually by the time we're recording this episode i started attending one of the trainings and it's mind-blowing and it will be life-changing i'm sure so welcome back magda i'm very excited to have you back thank you thank you so much christine and yes Nid, i'm so happy to have you in the in the process communication training uh, really happy to for you to experience experience what i'm talking about from uh, for all this time uh, really happy to be back here Yes, and uh, in the last two episodes, so I would recommend to everyone who's listening to this episode, if you have not listened to episode one and two, please do so, because I think it would be a bit complicated to follow if you haven't done that. In the first in, um, episode, Magda was introducing herself and the uh, process communication model and a bit of neuroscience. And then in the last one, in the second episode, uh, she already started describing four out of the six um, types that are there, personality types. And now in this episode, we continue with that um, to describe the last two and talk a bit more about how you can actually use that in your day-to-day -day basis. So Magda, over to you. Thank you, Christine. Yes, so as Christine was saying, I will continue today with uh, the last two of the six personality types. And let me start with the rebel. So the rebel, it's that personality type that values fun. Uh, they view the world by reacting to people and situations with likes and dislikes. So it's like a gut feeling for them. You know, I like this, I don't like this. Uh, they prize spontaneity and creativity and they prize that because they are very spontaneous and creative. So as their strengths, we can say that the rebel, they are uh, the rebels, they are spontaneous, creative, and playful. This is what we see when we see uh, a very strong rebel floor in somebody. When it comes to perception, so how they perceive the world, this is through their reactions, yeah, likes and dislikes. So that is the way they react to things and, and people. It will be their natural way of perceiving the world. Oh, I like that. Mm, I don't like that. Then currency, meaning what they exchange, what they put into conversation. This is humor. So the rebel are going to be those who um, easily crack a joke, you know, just to start a conversation or they find the funny part in funny, um, you know, point of view in, in anything. Um, how they, uh, from the point of view of the environment they prefer to, to, uh, to stay in, they like to go from group to group. Why? Because they might get bored if they stay the whole time in one group. They like to, you know, um, enjoy with the other people. They like, I don't know, to, as I said, to say jokes, maybe to play some uh, instruments, to, to, to have some fun. Yeah. So this will be um, for them. The, the solution is at times to switch groups quite often. Well, when it comes to what motivates the, the rebel floor yeah, or the, the rebel personality type or their psychological need, they have one important psychological need. For them, it's contact or better said yet, playful contact. Yeah, they want to have fun, to enjoy, uh, as I said, to, to, to say a joke, um, to, you know, when, when you uh, think about the word hedonism, 
that's the rebel yeah to enjoy the reality to enjoy everything they have they uh, they might cook for fun they might um i don't know go and play with their with their dog or with their other other um uh pets for fun something that offers them the playful contact well as i talked for all the other personality types let's see how the rebel reacts when under stress yeah or in conflicts well the most um, often seen behaviors are going to be that the rebel will start to delegate inappropriately and start to blame others yeah and they will become blame blameless and they will tend to naturally kind of find your buttons and push them and at times they will whine and complain so this these are the behaviors under stress and the emotions that they feel at times they might feel vengeful yeah and they will feel cornered so this is how uh, the rebel floor and the people with a very strong uh, personality type of rebel react under stress. Um, let's see now the six personality type. As I said, this, there's no uh, particular order to this. It's just, I need to pick an order. Uh, so this is the promoter. What about the promoter? Well, the promoter are, uh, are people who act first yeah, they are very fast in acting and they view the world through actions and they make things happen. Yeah, So in a team, they are those people who really help you move things faster because they are action oriented. And also they prize adaptability and self-sufficiency. And why is that? Of course, because they are themselves very adaptable and self-sufficient. From the points of view of the strengths, as I said, they are adaptable, also, they can be very persuasive and charming. This is how they get things done very fast because they can convince others to support, yeah, to bring their support to a cause, to a project, to, to an objective that they have, and they can charm their way around that. The perception, so how they view the world, again, it's through actions. So we're going to hear a lot of verbs, a lot of action in the way they talk, yeah, in the language that they speak. It will be a lot of action. The currency, meaning what they put into communication, what they exchange, is initiative. They take initiative easily, and the uh, what they focus on, it will be initiative. When it comes to environment, again, it will be group to group. This is how they are going to work very well because, you know, they want to 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 use the groups as as environments where they can a push for, for some objectives that they have, um, uh, make things happen within the groups. Let's look what motivates them, what motivates the promoter. So what is their main psychological need? Well, this one is incidence. So for promoter, their psychological need is incidence. What does that mean? A great deal of excitement in a short period of time, meaning, yeah, a lot of, of things to, to, you know, to, to bring some adrenaline to something exciting for them to do. So a schedule, you know, a normal office schedule from nine to five, always doing the same things, nah, ain't going to work for the, for the promoter. Let's see what uh, is happening for them when they are under stress. So the behaviors that we might see the most often when a promoter is under stress it will be that they will expect others to fend for themselves because this is what they do themselves. 
and they might start to take high risks, you know, and and maybe bend the rules, so may make the rules serve their own purpose, and also they might start to manipulate and set up arguments, and the emotions that they are going to show when they are under stress, vindictive, so they will try to get back to the other person. So this is the um, yeah the description of the promoter floor, yeah, for, with all the with all their characteristics and behaviors under stress. Uh, Christine, uh, back to you. What do you think about the, I think the promoter was the floor that you you initially thought that might define uh, most your personality. Yes. Yeah, that is true. And um, like I want to remind the listeners that every one of us has all six of them inside you, but um, all of the six personality types, but um, you're using... Um, you have a base and then you have a phase <laughs> and, 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 uh, you also explained a bit more in the other episodes but also um, if you think you find yourself in more than one that's normal and that's okay and uh, it just uh, means that one is stronger inside you than uh, the other way and I yes mm -hmm. for sure thought I'm the promoter um, turns out it's on the fourth four out of six positions However, mm -hmm. with um, more than 50% or something like that. Yeah. So it, it's quite strong still. Um, exactly. But I'm uh, for the listeners, for interest for you guys, I'm, I'm a thinker. I'm the thinker uh, that uh, Magda explained in the uh, previous episode. So go back and listen to that if you want to know <laughs> more about myself. <laughs> and mm -hmm. um, when I got this in the profile, I was uh, quite surprised. However, when I read through... Uh, I even the words they, that were used I was, that's so me and these words <laughs> I, I swear to you the day before I was using when I was talking to my boyfriend <laughs> some of these no I want facts I don't care about anything else I want the facts to then nice. see if I need, really exactly everything that's in there and what's really nice um, is that these these profiles come with an action plan as well which I will implement as well to um, mm -hmm. maybe manage better um, stress or any any uh, discomfort that might come up with things so uh, I really like that thank you and it's uh, very interesting every time to hear about it over and over again I have and um, what about a few tips maybe how you can use things in your day-to-day -day life for if mm -hmm. you uh, once you identify it for yourself what kind of uh, personality type is the strongest your base and mm -hmm. uh, for others as well yeah yeah, so Christine, first, yeah, I'm really excited to, to see how excited you are. So it brings me that joy to see how excited you are about the model itself and discovering more about yourself, maybe putting a different, you know, putting um, a bit more light over things that you already knew. Um, and yes, indeed, just as Christine said, we all have these six personality types. So it's very probable that you have recognized yourself in the traits of various of these floors, yeah, of these six personality types. And it's also, as Christine was saying, and I also mentioned in a previous episode, yeah, there is one, um, one floor that is our base, and that is uh, representative, that will define, you know, what are our strengths, our traits, you know, what is the perception of our, uh, the way we perceive the world, what is our currency, the environment we prefer, yeah, so this is our, the base, and then the phase, another floor uh, that defines our most important psychological needs, so it's very probable that maybe you found, you found yourself in the characteristics of the, of some 
floors, but when it comes to psychological needs and the way you behave under stress, you might find yourself in, in a different personality type. And that is absolutely normal, yeah? Because this is the face personality type, the one that defines our main psychological need and the way we react under stress. So coming back to Christine's uh, question, how do you use this in your day-to-day? -day? Well, as I like to say, PCM, process communication model, serves two main purposes, communication and stress management. And communication, how? Well, let's just think, if I know, so for example, now I know that Christine has the base thinker, but before maybe I wouldn't have known because I don't need to have the profile for everybody in my life, no? But I start to observe, okay, what, what are her strengths? Yeah, so as I was talking about uh, the thinker um, um, in, the, in the previous episode, the strengths of a thinker, so thinker floor, so people with very strong thinker floor, they are responsible, logical, and organized. So if I get to know Christine better and I notice that she's responsible, logical, and organized, and that's quite normal for her, and then you know the perception of the thinker is the of the thinker floor is thoughts, yeah. So per, she perceives the world in data information. She needs facts, need, needs information. So what does that mean for me? When I talk to Christine, because I notice these things, I will try to structure very well the way I talk. Yeah, I'll I'll try to give data and information so that she doesn't have to, to ask it uh, from me. And maybe I'll try to stick to the subject. So avoid, you know, the long parentheses where I explain why and all the details. So that's a, in this way, my communication with her is going to be clear, is going to be exactly like she wants it. Let me take now a bit my example. I was telling you that uh, my base floor, so the, the, the strongest floor uh, in my personality is the harmonizer. And that means that as strengths, I'm warm, compassionate, and sensitive. And my perception is emotion. So I tend to talk when I talk, you know, and I'm in a, an environment where I feel comfortable. I tend to talk using a lot of, uh, you know, emotions like, oh, I feel really happy to be here. It's so nice to have you, such a nice conversation. I feel that we can connect easily, something like that. So if you notice that about your colleague, your business partner, then use the same and you don't have to, something very interesting, you don't have to do that the whole time because it might be that the language of emotion is not very comfortable to you because you might have, let's say, the language of thoughts or the language of opinions as your, you know, easy, your go-to language. It's enough to use that at the beginning when you start the conversation. So because you know, for example, you, you notice, you observe me and you notice that, yeah, I think Magda has a very strong harmonizer floor. I think it's her base floor. Then you'll start talking to me something like, Magda, it's so good to have you in, in, in our team. I'm really happy to have the chance to work together in this, in this project. It's really nice having you here. And that is enough. You gave me a battery charge. You talked to me in my language. So that's going to help us have then a very good communication. Then it's absolutely fine to say, you know, I need your help with this presentation. I need to make these slides for the presentation tomorrow. So please help me with this, this, and this. Yeah, it's absolutely fine then to, to go to business. So this is how you can use PCM on the, when it comes to communication. Now, when it comes to distress, yeah, and you notice that for all personality types, I also said how we all react under stress. You might have recognized yourself in one, maybe even in two. It's, it's okay to recognize yourself in more uh, behaviors under stress. But let's say 
in my case, yeah, you are my my colleague or my boss, and you have seen me as a harmonizer. I am, by the way, base and face harmonizer, meaning also when uh, when it comes to behavior under stress and psychological need, my main psychological need, I am defined by the harmonizer floor. Yeah, so you might see me when I'm in distress. That and now I, I'm going to quote what I was saying from the harmonizer, the behavior under stress. That. I start to make silly mistakes. You know, I start to feel rejected, victimized. I avoid decisions. I tend to over-adapt to others and I don't say no. So when you see that in, in me, then you understand, oh, this is a behavior under stress. Let's see. So if I see this behavior, this corresponds to the psychological need of recognition of person or sensory needs. Okay, so if Magda reacts like this, this means that she's under stress, I have a choice. I can invite her out of stress by trying to meet her psychological needs. So recognition of person, how, how will that happen? Well, I'll say, Magda, you know, I really love working with you. It's so nice to have you around here. Yeah, recognition of person and how I teach this in my training. It's like recognition for the human being and not for the human doing. Because especially in companies, we tend to say, yeah, great job, you know, this is this is what I wanted, or, you know, keep it up, I like that idea. And that is fine, that is very good for the uh, our thinker floors, or, you know, uh, maybe for the persister floor. But if somebody has the psychological needs of the harmonizer floor, meaning recognition of person, their batteries are going to be better charged when they are recognized for the person, for the being that they are. Yeah, of course they are professionals. And uh, you know, if you have people in your teams like that, of course they are going to do their job and they will want to do their job extremely well so they can be you know, accepted in the team and seen as a member. Uh, but it will charge their battery a lot more if you recognize them for the person. Or when it comes to sensory needs, well, it depends now in the offices or in, you know, in your work, that might not be so easy to do but you know let's just think if if in an office you can bring them um you know you can bring me by the way uh an, a, a small plant or um, allow even in an open space you know how how we used to have what you cannot put so many personal things well allow me to have a picture with my family or something that is dear to me yeah sensory because it's the sensory is the image is the connection yeah the image with the with the with the family um so this is how we do or let's say, uh, I will give again um, uh, Christine's floor uh, example, because for her, uh, the also the thinker is the, the floor that defines also her face, so how she reacts under stress and what motivates her. So when uh, the thinker, uh, people with thinker face, yeah, personality type, when they are under stress, they will stop delegating Start, uh, start over planning, overthinking, over controlling. Yeah, so the micromanagers, most probably if you have a micromanager or, or if you become a micromanager, it might be that your phase personality type is the thinker and that you are under stress. So something is happening. Yeah, and we, we have learned about the thinker that they are motivated by the recognition of productive work and time structure. So what do I do then? Yeah, how do I apply PCM in this situation? Okay, recognition of uh, productive work. Oh, Christine, you know what? I really loved how you've done this project. We got to all the, I know, all the deadlines with everything that we wanted to do. And you always kept me informed. You're very productive, yeah? Recognition of productive work. This is just an example. Great job on this. Done on time, amazingly. Thank you. Time structure, how do I do that? I tell her, let's say, 
if I'm uh, if I'm her, her leader, I will tell her, okay, so this is what I'm expecting for the next month, yeah, time structure. I give her information about the structure. She can structure her time and then she can be really productive. So these are the, um, I know the, the, um, the, the dates that we need to keep in mind. These are where we're going to have deadlines. So I'm giving this to you in advance because I know it helps you. I, help, I helped her like this with time structure. Or if I work under Christine, I'll tell her, look, this is how my work is going. I can foresee already that I might be a, a little bit late on this task, but I should be able to recover that by this time, yeah? So I let her know. So she knows all the time um, how the her time is going to be, how the program, how the schedule is going. What do you think, Chris, Christine? Would that work for you? Yes, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> um, I, I like uh, structure. Time is very precious to me and uh, structure and timelines uh, for sure, yes. Well, thank yeah. you. That I think gives a good insight. And um, I know we don't have enough time to, to go through all of them. <laughs> but the point is, yeah. anyway, to start getting people curious about this. If you do want to know more, you can always um, get in con contact with Magda. Her LinkedIn and everything is on the website, creativestartupacademy.com slash podcast, where you can find all the links. Um, and if you want to take it even further to have life-changing uh, knowledge about this, um, <laughs> make sure you attend some of the trainings because it's amazing. And I know there's some other ones coming up soon um, where it's about neuroscience of stress. And um, I'm looking forward uh, for these being to be released as well. Um, and this is what we're going to talk about in the next episode, actually. So thank you for now, Magda. And I'm looking forward to talking to you in the next episode. Yeah, thank you, Christine. Me too. I'm looking forward to it. That was it. Thanks for tuning in. And just to let you know, there's a free 30-day Kickstart Your Business Challenge available on my website, creativestartupacademy.com slash kickstart. And it turns your business idea into reality in just 30 days. And if you could leave a review for this podcast, please, please, please do so because it will help me with my ranking. Thanks so much. I'm looking forward to talking to you next time. Bye-bye.